I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello. <laughs> I like every time. I'm trying to do something new. It's really? I don't know. Is I'm trying to like, <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes feel like I have to be really excitable. You sound like a Muppet. <laughs> My work here is it's done. It's really cute. <laughs> it's the cute, like, hello. Like with that does kind of sound like a Muppet, but that's a good thing. <laughs> no, it's a. I'm. Are you kidding? PBS strong. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying nothing but Sesame Street over listen, here. I don't want to start off like what you know. No. It's Tuesday night. I've been at work. It's 150 degrees out. <laughs> All the things we can complain about in Southern California. Seriously, let's still not do that. Hot. Yeah. Well, and I I need to let our audience know today that we have a special guest on. First of all, mm-hmm. but. We, of course, all are glued to our cell phones because yes. we're moms and we're wives and all this stuff. But when we do podcasting, we p- turn it on silent or on airplane mode most of the time. Tonight, Denise is going to have her phone turned on and turned up because she's waiting for some very important news. That's right. I was, my daughter-in-law went into the hospital last night. I wanted to say labor, but she had some, <laughs> she had some complications, meaning she's just had some high blood pressure. Yeah. So they want to make sure she's good. They brought her in at like 10 o'clock last night. And it's the next night. It's almost been 15 hours, 16 hours. There's still no baby. It's longer than that, like 20 hours. She's not in labor labor, though. Like, is she? They gave her Pitocin two hours ago. For those of you who don't know what Pitocin is, it's supposed to get the stuff going. Right. I want to know what's going on over at the hospital. I'm no doctor. But I could have had well, that baby out already, I mean, okay? <laughs> just sheer will alone. And I'm super excited because it's my third grandbaby. But really why I'm excited is because I predicted mm-hmm. her due date was the 20, is the 23rd of September. She was having problems. The doctor said, we won't let you go that far. Yeah. You're not going to get that far. They've checked her. She was ready. We, they knew probably within the week that she was going to have the baby. Week and a half, she thought. I predicted today. Did you? I did. Ooh, you're running short on time. I know. It's It's, almost 8 o'clock in the evening, and and it's not here yet. She needs to get her. Her name's Gracie. Grace Grace Lee. Gracie Lee. Gracie Gracie Lee. Lee. But her name is Grace Lee, Mm -hmm. and so I already feel a connection to her because I knew she was coming today. She has another few hours. We're so excited to meet baby Grace. I know. We all are dying. Yeah. I've been ready for a new grandbaby after Henry was born, like, you know, two days later. (laughs) Denise is... Let's just pop these kids out. She is hard charging for those grandbabies. You only have... She only has three children herself, as we've mentioned, three beautiful adult children. But how many grandchildren did you want? Oh, well, I've already put in my request. I want 20. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm That's no only, mathematician. I, this is what I, I compromise. I'll go 18 because I'll just round it up to 20. 
That's six each. It's not a lot to ask. <laughs> it's just so much to ask. I don't think it's as, a lot to ask. As a mother of one child, it's five times more than you should be asking. <laughs> I think I have every right to ask. They can say no, which they already have. They have. I'm not even asking to name the child, although I have given some suggestions. Because every like mother Coco loves... Chanel. Coco Cooper would be the cutest oh, name I ever. guessed it. Coco. Coco <laughs> Cooper. Uh, Cosette. You could call her Co- Cozy. You could call her Coco. And they all said, Mom. My one son said, that sounds like a dog name. And I'm like, how dare you? It would be a cute little Frenchie. It a, would a be. Coco? It, listen, Coco is a girl named Coco Chanel. Yeah. We all know if you would call her Cosette. Cosette, get over here when you're angry. But when you're not, which I would never be because I'm her grandma, I would just call her Coco. Come here. Oh. So, so far, none of them have had the amount of children you want them to have, and none of them have named them. They're greatly disappointing me. (laughs) I'm just going to say. But tonight, I'm in good spirits because it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to will it, Mm -hmm. her to come between now and midnight. Sure. 12.01 is not going to be satisfactory for me, but whatever. As long as she comes healthy and happy and 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 mom's good. I do want to point out that mom is in great hands. Yes. She's down there at Hogue Hospital with nothing but the best. And so her complications are going to be mitigated by all the very smart people. They're they're figuring it out. I guess they know what they're doing. But like I said, I talked to the other mother-in-law, the Mm -hmm. mother, her mother, and she and I are both on the same page. Like, what the heck's taking so long? Let's get this baby going. (laughs) We have already already talked about this and we're like, how is this not how have they I don't understand this I kind of feel sorry for Shana now I kind of feel sorry for (laughs) us we've been waiting all day you're gonna have more time to wait what we're not gonna wait on though is our next guest (laughs) flawless that's a flawless segue right she's been sitting here rolling her eyes going oh geez (laughs) laughing along our next guest has her own podcast Mm -hmm. she and her podcast Mm co-host Dee Dee were our inspiration for starting a podcast yes tell us the name of your podcast chelsea it is optimistically overwhelmed and joining us <laughs> is chelsea christensen hello hello hi we're so glad to have you on it's been a long time coming it has been and i like physically can't believe i'm in this darling room <laughs> your studio feels like a dream i'm so excited we're so glad to have you here but we're not having you on to talk just about podcast we were going to wait and have Dee Dee on with you yes so that the would four be of us could really like commune hard about the podcast we would have a blast of course today we're talking about something a little bit different we're talking about a very special day that was inspired and invented by the loss of your sister yep can you tell us a little bit about your sister i can so there are six girls in my family which is super fun there's no brothers See, your mom did it she did it and she has 24 grandkids denise i'm just saying Woo. I know. I She's in grandma to... heaven and she now great grandma heaven. She is a, and she is a great grandma. She and is. I mean great. She is a great woman. Yeah, love She her. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And my dad too. So Claudine is my oldest sister of uh, six girls. So I'm the fifth of six. And basically like to say she was my second mom. She would say that I helped raise you, you know. Mm-hmm. And about exactly 10 years ago this Friday, she passed away quite suddenly after a short illness and she was only 42 years old and left behind her husband and three kids. And um, so it was just a huge loss to our family. And we, you know, we all deal with grief differently. We've been through before as a family. Um, our faith, of course, helped us get through. But we kind of were looking for a different way to honor her. And what ended up happening, especially shortly after his passing, is 
out of the woodwork, my family, her husband, her kids kept getting messages and messages from people who were affected by my sister Claudine, like acts of service, things they had done, she had done for them, ways she had influenced them, and even things that our family didn't know about, like even her husband didn't know she had done this. Mm. And we just were so inspired. Like we knew her, we knew she was like that, but we're like what can we do to spread that? And so on the one year anniversary, um, we started Make It A Claudine Day, hashtag Make It A Claudine Day. And we invited all of our family, extended family, friends, anyone to join us in doing small acts of kindness and service on her behalf. So it's been really amazing. So Claudine was the kind of person who would just do behind the scenes kind of random acts of kindness. Yeah, she would. It, everyone she met was like her new best friend. Mm. <laughs> My mom's kind of the same yeah, way she, too. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and like just would do anything to make anyone's day better. And she would be the first person to sign up to bring a meal or do something out of the blue to brighten someone's day or be who you would call when something was going wrong and just always was so giving of herself and she has so much joy and really infectious energy and you just couldn't help but want to be around that and it just brightened people's day and she just was kind of known for that and and I'm not talking even she did a lot of little things but huge things and services and giving up a whole day and we all know how precious that can be and uh, just never hesitated ever 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 did it surprise your family and her husband and kids specifically about how much she was giving to other people or did they see that and you guys were like wow, I had no idea. I think we know her character, so we weren't surprised in that sense. But I don't think we knew how far it reached and how much she did, you know, without maybe being noticed or making a big deal about it. Because somehow Didi and I would joke, like, she was still everywhere. She was still, like, a really good mom and a really good, like, how did she find the time in her life to fit that in? And so... I think I was surprised by the the far reach that it was and how some people, even today, 10 years later, talk about the influence she still is on their life. To be honest with you, I cannot believe it's been 10 years yeah. because I remember when it happened, it was seemed, it was very sudden. It was really sudden. Can you tell us a little bit about how it took place or what, what exactly happened? Yeah, we, um, it was in like the summertime and she had just, her oldest son had just graduated from high school. Oh, wow. And left for BYU-Hawaii and was getting ready for a mission. And she just started having some strange symptoms. And by the time she kind of went in to get it checked out, maybe let it go far, um, she was they were trying to save her life. It was that serious, that immediate. In the hospital, never came home from the hospital. It was 30, 31 days, something like that. And it was her liver. And then, of course, like systems go in your body. Things start shutting down. Then it was her kidneys. Um, They were trying to find transplants. They were, you know, pretty desperate measures. And we knew it was really serious right away. But of course, you still hope for miracles. And um, we had a lot of despite how hard that was that whole time was so hard. Um, there were a lot of miracles and tender mercies, really special family experiences like that. We knew no matter what, we'd be okay, even though it was hard. Um, the hardest part for me to watch, I think was the night before she passed away, her son opened his mission call. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, he knew she was close, but she was verbal enough to acknowledge, like, you know, the husband got off the phone, went and told her and she's like, wow, that's amazing. And like, 
passed away the next morning. And so he had to fly home from college, his first week of college, speak at her funeral. He had to leave his brother and two young siblings to go on a mission. And that was really hard for me. He says, I think my family needs me a lot right now, but what would my mom want me to do? And he had amazing experiences serving people and specifically people who had just had huge losses in their life that he totally could relate to. So all these things happen. I'm probably saying too much too, but um, one special thing for me that you guys would know is I was expecting my youngest baby. And um, and that was an exciting thing. It was, you know, we wanted her for a while. And uh, my sister is like, like the way she's so generous and sweet too. She's also like the biggest cheerleader and so excited for any good news in anybody's life. And she was just so thrilled. And we, when she was in the hospital, I had an ultrasound and found out it was a girl. Mm. And we didn't tell anyone because I said, I'm going down to see Claudine in the hospital tonight. I want to be the one to tell her. And we found out it was a girl. And she says, it's a Macy. She knew, like, that's what name I had picked out. She ordered a baby blanket from the hospital from her laptop, like, and sent it to me. And that was, like, a treasure. And um, that was my last, like, conversation with her was telling her we're having this girl and then Macy was born, and we called her Macy Claudine. So oh. just all these sweet things, like, and even in the middle of hardship, like, just, you know, a lot of sweetness and goodness still, right? We've talked about it. How do you survive losing a child, right? How do you do that? Your mom and dad have lost two children. Mm-hmm. You had a younger sister who passed away when she was nine? She was 10, yeah. She was 10. She was 10. So that was... You know, I think resilience is something that builds up, right? Like, that was really hard for our family. I was five years old. She was 10, and she died of bone cancer. It was a long, like, three-year mm. journey, and um, we were living in Utah at the time. And, you know, the thing we talk about as a family that we remember doing that I think my parents did very well that I look up to a lot. I don't know how they did that because I've lost sisters, but a child's different, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing my parents said when they gathered us together when Kareen passed away was this experience will either break us or it will bring us closer and make us stronger we have to choose because it could break anybody of course you have to acknowledge it acknowledge it this was so hard but like this can break us or can make us stronger we want to be stronger we want to focus on our faith our knowledge that we can be with our family after this life and all these things and that set our whole like the feel of our family emotion from that point on. Everything we did revolved around that. Every every family party, every every bonding moment we had was like, we're going to be stronger for this. And then you go through all these things and it happens again. And you're like, well, we've been through something really hard. It didn't break us. It made us stronger. Can we channel that again? And we have this long life to live. And of course, you still grieve. <clears throat> I still do as 10 years and I cry all the time. I miss her so much but I have other things I can look forward to I have her like influence in my life that's a beauty that affects me you know so I mean we all have different kinds of grief but that's how my parents handled it and it really set the standard for our whole life so your parents are such an amazing example of service um, Helen Colleen have been on how many missions? They're on their third one. They're, on They're their almost third home. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, uh-huh. a few weeks. Where did they go this time? They're in Nauvoo, Illinois. They're having the time of their lives. And previous to that, they were? They were at the Mormon Battalion in San Diego. And previous to that, they were on Oahu at the Polynesian Culture Center. So this is a lifetime yeah. of uh, service that your parents yeah. 
uh, you know, either learned to give through these experiences. Yeah. My suspicion is they came hardwired that way, <laughs> knowing both of your parents. It's like, well, they, they were sort of born that way. That set an example for you your entire life because you and your husband are all about service yeah, as well. Yeah, we, you know, I think that is just where you come from, especially my parents is like, look how blessed we are. Like, right. like we want to like pay it for, we want to serve, like we're healthy enough to go do this. We have the means to go do this. Like, look at how we've been blessed. How, why would we not want to bless others? You right. know? So, well, that's the part that is just so beautiful about make it a Claudine day. So it's hashtag make it a Claudine day. Yes. And tell us a little bit about how it actually got momentum and, and, and how far it's come since it started 10 years ago. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to believe the first year, of course, we, you know, family members posted on Facebook and Instagram and we asked everyone that to, you know, tag us with the hashtag or send us a message. And I compiled an actual like book that year of all the ones we heard and we presented it to her husband and kids Aww. and I sent it to her son on his mission. And, you know, it was, it was like maybe 10 pages of all these, you know, things. And it was pretty amazing. And then the next year it got bigger and the next year it got bigger and it just has spread and I love it so much because most of these people are people that never knew her. Right. And look at how far your influence can be. Like you would never guess, right? Like mm -hmm. what lives you can touch even after you're not here anymore. And um, can I give some examples? Yes, okay. please, yeah. So I told Denise one of my favorite ones is a mutual friend of all of ours, Vicky is a school teacher. Shout out to Vicky. Yes, she's day. amazing. She never met my sister, although they would get along fabulously. They I know like they, they would. would. <laughs> and uh, she must have been touched by it. I, I don't think I reached out to her directly. She just, you know, saw a post. And that year she started including her whole fifth grade class. Aww. So 30 kids. It was a special project that week to go and serve and make it a cladding day. Times eight or nine years she's done this mm -hmm. i mean look at how many kids like all that service and that lesson they've learned and that's like one of my favorite ones i it could be anything uh my sister celine did a really cute one this week and the other thing we do is like it doesn't have to be that day right especially right. just that week or that month that's on your mind and um we had some good family friends who are actually claudine's very good family friends um at disneyland this week we saw on instagram this cute family was there and Celine knew who clo how close they were with Claudine, and she Venmoed them um, oh. money, and she says, here's a, for some churros on Claudine. Oh. Have a great time at Disneyland. I'm like, so <laughs> Aunt's crying Isn't over that here, beautiful? over the churros. And this girl <laughs> is, uh, I mean, you know, she's in her 30s. She's got this darling young family, and she lived with Claudine the last two months of Claudine's life. She lived with them, at, like, oh. interning in the area. Oh. So it was very close with her, and that was, like, so, I mean, anything. I mean, look at what a great idea that was. Yeah. I thought it was so sweet. I love that. So, those it, are some. It keeps the memory of your sister uh, alive, yeah. you know, and all of her all of her good works. I want to honor, honor her memory, but also show goodness to people for no reason, right? So, for my birthday this year, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little <laughs> superficial, but I did give no. birthday presents to yeah. one recipient here, Anne, and to another friend. Mm -hmm. Um because I thought Claudine would do that. Yes, like that's something, I just thought I can make it a Claudine day on my day. 
That's so sweet. And it was really, I mean, it was not a big deal, but it made me feel good. And I definitely will be doing something this week. Mm-hmm. And it can be something small. I mean, I've taken out the garbage, brought the garbage cans in for the neighbor. And That's I'm a thinking, good one. make it a Claudine day. There yeah. you go. Right? That's a good one. <laughs> like, That's even easy. like sometimes these young moms, I'm like, stay up 10 more minutes and read that story with your kids. That's what she would do. Or, I mean, even on Sunday, we have these people for dinner and I'm like getting ready. I'm like, oh, no, no. Claudine would not serve on paper plates. Like, <laughs> like she influences she went, me that way. Oh, she I went an extra it. mile. She would go fancy. I love it. Is there something that your family does together as a group on the anniversary of her passing? Um, it depends on the year if we're all together. So, like, for instance, this week, those are in Southern California. We're all going to gather and we're having a bunt cake because she loved nothing but cakes. And oh, I love just it. Just to yeah, be together too. and talk. And we was try to visit the temple or do things like that. Um, so that's, you know, something as an extended family we do. Uh, her her husband and kids like to do things special, like go to her favorite restaurant, mm. pay for someone maybe. Oh, nice. um, my kids have their favorites. I mean, they were really little when she passed away. Yeah. And so we started with a lot of kid-friendly things like drawing chalk on the sidewalk by the park, like positive messages. For like six or seven years pre-COVID, we pass out Otter Pops because, hello, it's always hot in California in September. Mm -hmm. And so we pass out Otter Pops after school. And that was like, the kids would say thank you. And the parents would be like, what's this for? And you're like, oh, we just want to honor our aunt. And this is the day she passed away. We like to do acts of service. And the kids love doing that. Um, We're bringing, you know, donuts to their choir class on Friday or like just anything we can think of. Dropping notes off to people their favorite though that like they love so much i like way make sure all my kids are home to do it is pay for someone to drive through behind you it's the funnest thing <laughs> it's it so is. fun because they're like okay go 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 like they're looking at us like you know, <laughs> turn 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 and, like, that's so sweet so, i i've totally yeah. done that and it makes you feel good yeah, and fun. the people behind you and you're just hoping sometimes it goes on and on yeah, and on you that's find the out thing like, it, that's yeah. the thing i'll always say tell them to pay it forward yeah you know and it's just like that whole concept of paying it forward mm-hmm. and this is what make it a claudine day to me is about i agree and i feel like like you say you get in the habit of doing that in your whole mind sh- like shifts and you yeah. just start thinking so I'm like I don't do make it a clotting day I try to do make it a clotting life like mm-hmm. right I'm a whole different mother and wife and friend because of her like mm-hmm. I try to be I'm not as good I can never walk in those Gucci shoes like her <laughs> but I try yeah that is so cute yeah so even now you mentioned like the first year that you got a lot of people and you made a little mm-hmm. book even now are people you I assume you get online and you read those hashtags because people yeah. who do stuff hashtag make it a Claudine day they do then you can see what they've done yeah we still do I just don't compile it anymore I right. mean I try I definitely am looking and comment and um I just sent it to all my college nephews and nieces I'm like pass the word yes so this is so perfect because I wanted to do something extra I'm like how can I make it even bigger this year I've been like kind of just a 10 year praying and hoping like for something and like you said, I'm on a podcast and we had some technical difficulties and I was ready to record and release the episode and it did not work out. And then I get your guys's text. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This is like a total answer. Like this is a different audience. This will reach so many different people. So it's like a huge honor to it, me aw. to be able to do this. This was like 
it's supposed meant to, to be. be. Yeah. Yeah. It's stars aligned, all these things. I'm like. You had time to be here. I we know. had an opening. It was just weird. I know. And like, even last minute recording, like my brain, I like to prepare things. I'm like, oh, but this, I can talk about this any day. That's right. <laughs> you know? like, and you know us. We're this just is, about a conversation yeah. anyway. We and don't want any notes or anything. Yeah. We're just not about yeah. that. The one thing that bugs me about her a little bit. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh my gosh. Here it comes. Is that she's really, really talented at everything yeah. and she's organized. Well, first of all, when you talk about being organized, I was just telling someone today, I'm like, I was Denise's secretary when you were in the Young Women's presidency. I had to have her because I couldn't do it without and her. And I was like, yep. that might have been my busiest calling. Because, <laughs> but I loved it because Denise had all of the big ideas and she was fabulous at it. And all I had to do was just keep her on track. Right. That was a full-time job because full-time. here's the thing. I but needed I an assistant it. too. And she was kind of like my assistant. Yeah. And that was kind of like, I. It was everyone so needs a Chelsea in their life. No, but I loved it. I loved it. So right, it was right before even um, we worked together. But of course, I've known you longer than that. So this was totally out of the blue. I had um, lost my voice for an extended period of time, like a couple months. And mm-hmm. when we finally went and checked it out, the long story short is... I had cancer on my vocal cords, um, which was crazy because I was 35. I've never smoked or drank. The type I had was like people in their 70s that have smoked their whole life get. It was really bizarre. Uh, My parents were gone on their first mission. When was this? This was 2017. So five years uh, exactly ago. And uh, totally caught us off guard. I had little kids you know I only had one kid in school no at that time more than I had one kid at home but it was just crazy and my my parents were gone and they're normally down the street pretty much literally they lived down the street from her they could Mm -hmm. practice they could walk if they needed to yeah so it was really I mean especially kind of all that my family had gone through this was only five years after Claudine passed away um at the same time just like kind of like Claudine's experience of course I had a better outcome but there was just a ton of miracles like and blessings it was just stage one we caught it early enough it hadn't spread I did radiation I didn't have to do chemo which for her throat cancer is like horrible mm-hmm. uh, radiation was already horrible, <laughs> what horrible tell you? and it's kind of a blur I kept a good record though because I don't think I could remember much but I kept track I had like 57 meals delivered to our family because <gasps> it took months of radiation yeah. and I mean, I could barely eat. It was horrible. Denise remembers. She's looking at me. So I had, I had crazy. her daughter on Friday. Every Friday was with Denise. And I had another sister would take her every Tuesday. So while the kids were in school, I'd go to radiation and they'd all watch my youngest. And it was like huge blessing. And at this point in my life, I was more comfortable being the one serving other people. Yeah. It was so hard to accept that, but I couldn't have done it without all that help and um it was a pretty long recovery and that is why in case you're all wondering my my voice sounds like this it's probably will my whole life um I I listened to one of your episodes recently and you're joking about your morning voice and it's not very strong (laughs) I'm like oh really (laughs) I can relate (laughs) so with also is like pretty crazy that I'm a podcast co-host because like this voice could have been totally permanently destroyed you know yes, and yeah. and like what can I use this voice f- good for and I'm gonna use it to spread joy and love and because I can because be positive I have my voice yeah. and so it, it ended up okay it was just a really long hard process and I'm just grateful to be okay we just celebrated 
my five-year cancer-free anniversary, which is statistically huge yes. uh, for recurring cancer. And um, so as far as that all goes, that's been fine. But we had another scare I know. this spring where I, this is a long story to make it short is we found a tumor on my thyroid. And that was right where my radiation was. And they've always warned me, if you're ever going to get secondary cancer from radiation, that's where it would be. Okay. And we knew the tumor didn't look good. We knew all these things. I'm an ultrasound tech. I knew, like, my brother-in-law's a radiologist. He knew. But, you know, there's always a chance it was benign. I went and it took two biopsies, which are super painful. And we still couldn't figure out what it was. They came back inconclusive because uh, of the sample was, you know, too much blood in the sample. So that was like, and you had to wait weeks for COVID tests and results and doctor's appointments. So this whole thing took forever. And with the, with the scare that it was and with the high probability of cancer, we decided to just take out the whole half of my thyroid. So I just had surgery a few months ago, but it came back, the biopsy, the pathology benign, which is wow. like a total miracle. But the crazy thing was uh, the surgeon told me after I came to after surgery that it took a long time because it was wrapped around my laryngeal nerve, mm. which goes to my voice. <gasps> and it was a fast-growing tumor. And oh. if we had just waited and watched it, it could have, again, permanently damaged my voice. Is that hard to believe? It's a, I mean, it's, unbelie- it's unbelievable. Yeah. First of all, your parents can't go on missions. And they're on another mission. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> well, that's what, they were in Hawaii on mm-hmm. their mission uh-huh. when you were first diagnosed mm-hmm. with cancer. Did they, was their first reaction to just come home? I think my dad was packing a suitcase. Like, yeah. he was like, that's it, we're coming home. And, and my mom was just like, let's pray, you know, let's see. And at the same time, we really feel like, the blessing of their service as our parents and the grandparents um, like pours over to us. Yeah. I really feel like that is a big reason why I was watched out for both times is just because of them, you know, yeah. a lot of it. So I was protected. I keep thinking like, I mean, this was in June. This was all happening. I would get a result. So I'm like, this summer could have been totally different. Yeah, I could have been in radiation again. again. I could have had chemo. Like, I'm like such a different mom even again because right. of this i'm like you want to go to the beach yeah you want friends over you got it like yeah. i'm just so happy to be here and like healthy and so crazy so it changes your perspective completely now that just to get kind of technical about the tumor that was on your thyroid was did they say this is a direct link to the radiation that you had they don't know oh, that's don't. a good okay. question it mm. could be it could be like I mean, th- like thyroid things are pretty common. They are, yeah. Um, so they don't really know. That's a good question. I, I didn't realize they could leave half a thyroid in. Yeah, and so they, you, want to, you want to because it makes you crazy when you have zero. It can anyway. It can, and thyroid. then you're on medicine your whole life. And I at first I was like, no, take that whole thing out of there because yeah. same thing. I'm gonna have to now always watch the other side yeah. for the same reason. But I can, and the other miracle is I've had all this blood work, and the other half has kicked in. And it's producing yes. enough of all really? the blood levels. And I'm, as of now, like totally great. So that's oh, amazing. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I know. I love it. When they did your, when they treated the cancer that you had mm-hmm. on your vocal cords, did they remove tumors? No, uh, they just like, well, they, the first surgery, I had surgery first and the surgery is what we discovered was cancer. So they removed the little tumor that was in there off of my vocal cord. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, it'll probably be benign. You're just 35. And then I get the phone call, right? Yeah, right, right. So then they just had to do radiation in that whole area. 
um, just to like double, triple check and stuff. So right. um, just kills everything there. Kill it all. Yeah, yeah. So I love the whole story of you, you know, you not being comfortable with being served. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people, especially people yeah. who are sort of like service minded. They're like, well, I'm doing that. I'm making this and I'm taking that and all of this. And then when the tables are turned, it's a very uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. This is obviously just my opinion, but the fact that your parents were out serving a mission when you got this horrible diagnosis and then chose for their own reasons to remain out on the mission rather than coming home gave so many people an opportunity to serve you because your parents anyone who knows the Williams <laughs> they are next level oh, and the there would best have been no way. room for us <laughs> yeah. there, there would have been no need there would be yeah. no need for us and Absolutely. rightfully so our cute friend Jenna Bagley that's what she would always say because yeah. he was the bishop and She's like, you know, if Colina was here, none of us would get get to do anything. Right. Like, I'm like, that's true. No, that's very true. And as, as much as I'm sure your parents suffered and were yeah. in such great uh, pain, you know, watching it from afar, it's worse to watch it from afar. Yeah. You know, um, gosh, it gave everybody so many opportunities. There are so many that's stories sweet. of people that we know who are like, well, you know, when Chelsea, blah, 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 had, and I was able to take this and, and do, there was, there are literally so many stories of people of those 57 meals that came. Yeah. People were so happy to get to serve you. And I think that's something that I think people need to think about a little bit is like, you know what? People get a, get their own reward they do. from serving others. You've got to let it it's happen amazing, sometimes. Especially because I feel like in our church community, you know, a lot of it's arranged. It's called, you know, like it's very easy to get meals and get things going. But I, not like I should be surprised these people are amazing, but it was my neighbors and my school community. Yeah. I was on a PTA board. I yeah. mean, they rallied like a high school girl that just knows me on Facebook. I haven't seen in 15 years brought me a meal I mean it, it was amazing and yeah. one of my favorite stories this is this PTA board and this is an example of when you don't know what to do just do something yes and it doesn't have to be just the right thing it's just even a text or a call is something and they're like you know they they knew we had insurance we'd be fine paying for all this you know it was all taken care of but like we just gathered cash everyone chipped in at the last meeting and here's just like envelope of cash. And I was just like, wow, that was like so <laughs> generous. I'm thinking like, wow, like what could I do with this? And at the time you may remember I had a huge passenger van. Yes, <laughs> do you remember yes, my I car? Remember that van. And what did it you call did, it? Um, Black Beauty or the van to eternity. The van to eternity. Because <laughs> we used to take that thing to the temple every Thursday or Tuesday. Yeah. It was like, awesome. It's a 12 seater. <laughs> yeah, it was like when Chelsea wasn't available, I'm like, what are we going to do? Uh, I don't think, we're not going to all fit. And then now I have an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> she went the opposite, opposite way. way. But the cool story is, I at the cancer center, uh, that van doesn't fit in the parking garage. Uh, even if you could go oh and you'd gosh. get it, you know, validated, yeah. but I couldn't. I had to park valet every treatment I went. <sighs> and that cash, when I counted up, was exactly the money I needed to have valet, like to the dollar. And I just kept it in my glove box <laughs> and I used that cash to pay my valet every time. And I don't ever have cash. I mean, that was a, a crazy no blessing. No one has cash. No, it was amazing. So that was like an awesome service. So the thing that it has taught me after being around Chelsea as much as I have and understanding where she's coming from and finding the strength, I have had some pretty hard news right? And over the last year. And I have literally thought to myself, what would Chelsea do? I mean, literally, because 
you've gone through things that are hard. And a lot of times when people go through things that are hard, instead of finding the good, they're negative and they're Mm -hmm. bitter and they're angry. And I could easily have been that way. And I'm trying to always stay. It's not easy. It doesn't mean I'm not sad or Mm -hmm. that I'm not frustrated or that I'm not scared. It just means that I'm finding the small little tiny things that seem hopeful. Because if I don't, where would you go if you don't? The easiest path is to be negative. I think that's yeah. the easiest path to take. I think it's hard to sort of rise above that and go, now wait, how do I make this? Because it seems like all is lost. You got three little kids and now you've been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. That's a horrible, on the surface, that's a horrible thing. But to to make it a positive, like Denise is saying, takes a little bit of extra effort. I think when you're at a low point, you don't have ec- extra effort to give right so when someone like chelsea comes along who makes it look like second nature right. it's like now wait how can i get a little Listen, bottle of that i just in my life? i just got to get a little dose of chelsea that's <laughs> no, all i that's need it. i just got to get through it but that's i think right. it, i think it's a conscious effort to mm-hmm. to be present to be honest and to be able to give yourself to other people and then let them give it to you yeah, yeah. so you have been an inspiration to me so thank you you're so sweet and not to say like we handle our trials yeah. perfectly because i know you know, I'm definitely not perfect dad, and I have my moments. I mean, Dee Dee, like, specifically, I remember, like, called me out, and she's like, Chelsea, I can tell you're not doing well, and you're, I'm like, you're right, and I just started bawling, and I'm like, this is so hard, and it can be hard, and it's different for all of us, and none of our trials look the same, so I just think that, like, these things happen to you and you're going to change. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So what's the trajectory? Is it going to be positive or is it going to be bitter and horrible? And it doesn't have to be, well, I'm going positive and I'm going straight up. It can be just like you said, the 1%, like mm-hmm. slightly better every right. day. Mm-hmm. And like that just in the long run just makes things so much better. And it's just counting your blessings. Like, yeah, this is going wrong, but look what's going right, right? Mm-hmm. I had people that loved me that were there. I had an amazing spouse and children. I had a great, fantastic doctor and team. And, you know, you got to count the good stuff too. So one of the things that I love that you do with your family that I want you to talk about today is how you and your family pick, or I don't know how you pick it, but you have a theme for this school year. Every year you have a theme. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I wish I had come up with idea. I think it was back in the beginning of like influencers, <laughs> so <laughs> a, a blogger probably like 10 years ago. And she would do a back to school feast. And at the feast, it's the Sunday before school starts and she'd reveal the theme for the year. And it's something to just guide the kids. And when they were little, it was really simple. Like, I think I can, I think I can, or, you know, dare to do right. And, um, of course, as they've gotten older and then even during COVID, we had themes that just like whatever they're going through, whatever stages we did come what may and love it. Mm -hmm. And that was after COVID hit and it was that next (laughs) school year. And we're like, come what may and love it. Right. You guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we've done be faithful and fearless and this year we did go be great and no matter what part of their life just go be great and just you know shine and it's like you hit the ground running in the morning just go be great and it's been really cool it is something we repeat so especially my cute husband will be like okay i'm getting in the car i've got the kids he's like 
go be great. Like, you <laughs> know, so cute. and I get it made into stickers and they have it on their water bottles for the year. I have it in the framed in the mud room where their backpacks are. They see it every day. Aww. And it's just been this little thing to guide them and remind them. And, and, you know, and again, an easy thing to share with others. And so it's pretty fun. I love it. I love the theme. Go be great. Go be great. It's, yeah. It goes with our make it a Claudine day. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes does. with the act of service. I mean, what better thing to do? How can you be great other than serving people? Yeah. That is like And amazing. it's whatever go be great looks like for you. Because there's right. days where my going to being great is getting that laundry done. And I'm like, whew, where's my medal? I need, <laughs> so I, I deserve I it. Like, I, like, that may be it. And that's fabulous, right? And so right. for a kid, it may be... You went and made a new friend today, or you got an A on that test you worked so hard on, or anything. You know, just go be great. You got this. Sometimes I just get dressed in the morning, yeah. and I'm like, well, there you that's go. That's it. It's <laughs> not getting hairs in a pony, sweats are on, mission accomplished. I agree. Denise, go be great. That's right. Okay. <laughs> By the time this airs, it will have passed the official uh, anniversary of that's Claudine's okay. passing, <laughs> and um, hashtag make it a Claudine day. Officially, but we wanted to put out there to our listeners that any day can be a Claudine day, and in fact, the entire month of September can woohoo woo can be uh, you know you can choose your own Claudine day, and if you do when you do something that's of service to somebody else, if they if for whatever reason you post a picture of it or just like a little update on your social media, if you'd hashtag it, make it a Claudine day, that way Chelsea and her entire family, the Williams family, can actually see the repercussions of what great things mm-hmm. their sister and daughter Claudine did even after her passing. That's yeah. so amazing to me. There's some there's a saying and I believe it's a Jewish saying that people die twice. They die once when they physically leave this earth. And then their second death is when uh, the last time someone says their name. And looking at your sister, that's not going to happen. No, not you know? anytime soon. <laughs> no, this is like perpetuating yeah. such a beautiful thing. And so we're so glad that you were able to make time to come on, talk to us, and tell all of our listeners about your sister and her wonderful legacy. Oh, I cannot even tell you what honor. Just even touching one more person is like a huge deal to me. So thank you so much. Well, before we leave, we always ask our guest to give us a takeaway gift. You know all about this. What is your tag for us today? Oh, can you like even guess how long it took me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, in our podcast, we look for beauties and these yeah. phrases. And that's what I feel like a tag reminds me of. It's just, you know, something you can share and live by. And gosh, I went through a couple. But I did have one and, it, and it's part of a quote. But I can read that the tag is live into every inch of life and it's a quote by rachel hollis and she says this life you're living is a wildly precious gift that most people take for granted don't take it for granted lived into every inch of it I love and then that. she says live it boldly and with courage live it hopefully and with kindness live it as yourself live it for yourself live it for those who can't right live it for those who walk beside you your family Live it for those who came before, those who've passed on, and those who will carry your legacy forward long after you've gone, which is like Claudine, right? Mm-hmm. So live, sorry, live into every inch of life. And it totally reminds me, Claudine has a famous saying we always share, like we'd show up and she's hosting these huge 
parties and all the family and she goes to all this work and she'd sit down finally and say I just live for days like this like it was just her favorite so like every day if you're like I just live for days like this like just to have that attitude and live into every inch of life and give it all and you're full and I mean especially what I've gone through I think I've just learned to appreciate every day Claudine like loved hard she served hard she organized hard she played hard like everything you just she just lived into every inch right like thank you chelsea for coming on i said it before but i'll say it again i can't believe it's taken us this long to have you in but we're so (laughs) glad we finally got a chance to sit down with you and what a better what what better way to to visit than to talk about claudine and honor her memory and and uh, challenge everybody to go make it a claudine day Thank you. I am Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Two Average Girls Podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.